Uh, there were two funerals uh, this past week. Uh, one that was well known in the news, and the other, a member of our own uh, St. Timothy congregation. John Lewis was a lifelong crusader for justice, dignity, and human worth of all people. From a young age, he persisted and fought for the civil rights of his own African-American people and eventually for all Americans. He was a student leader on the national stage and he eventually became known as the conscience of Congress. As Brim prayed, Young Sun Lee was an early first-generation immigrant from Korea. The father of two daughters, Caroline and Linda, and the grandfather to three lovely children, Emily, Gabby, and Maddie. He went through many challenges. Uh, Reverend Kim shared this at the burial. You know, he lived through the Korean War as an adolescent, uh, grew up in the aftermath of that, and was an early immigrant to Canada, came in the 1960s. So he had a lot of challenges, but he loved his church. He served the church as an elder, and he was faithful right until the end. Both these lives were so different in scale and in scope and what they did. But in their own ways, their lives were a blessing to those around them. Their lives touched others and made this world a better place. We can confidently say that they were blessed. I reflect a little bit on what made these two very different lives so blessed. And I came to realize this. They lived their lives with freedom. Kind of freedom to love, freedom to pursue their convictions, and freedom to serve others. They were not driven by fear or anything else but freedom. And in this freedom, they found who they were. And being who they were, is what made them blessed. And with this blessing, they blessed those around them. And I think to be blessed is to know who you really are and to embrace it. When you know who you really are, you can give that real self to the world and be a blessing to it. The world will be blessed by the beautiful gift that you are. Many times we don't know who we really are because we're trapped by many things, such as our fear and our apathy. We are not really free. Because of our fear, we begin to live lives of calculation, not freedom. We calculate what will give us advantage, what will help me survive. And then because of apathy, and just being comfortable maybe, we don't bother to wrestle with who we really are and what my life is all about. And I look at a lot of young people these days and sometimes my heart gets a little heavy because I see all that already at such a young age, a lot of their thinking is so calculated. So much of their thinking is driven by what will get them to that next level, what will help them advance. Or what might happen if they don't do this or that? I mean, what happened to the days where we just did what we did because we enjoyed it? I think that's become harder and harder to do. 
And so underneath a lot of this calculation is real deep fear. Maybe fear of failure, fear of financial instability, fear of some sort. Or we slip into just apathy. We know there are things around us, but we just become indifferent to what goes around us. I think that fear and apathy are deeply connected to the fact that we don't know who we really are, and we don't believe in the true value of who we are. I mean, think about it. Many of us, we don't believe that we really have anything to offer this world unless we have things like money or influence or power. In other words, we are relying on what we can, what we can obtain, not who we are as a gift to this world. In today's passage, this is a a culminating passage for Jacob. This is the place where he discovers his true identity as Israel, the one who strives with God. As Jacob, he was merely a deceiver, a calculator. But here you see the emergence of his real self as the one who strives with God. In discovering who he really was, in finding his own blessing, he became a blessing for those to follow him. I mean, his descendants were to be called Israel. See, finding your true identity is not just about you. It's about how you bless the world. I mean, do we really believe that? Do you believe that you, and not your money, not your talent, not your ability, but you, the individual, are to be the blessing in this world? I think that's what faith at at the essence is, believing that God created me fearfully and wonderfully, intentionally by design and for a purpose. But the question is not in discovering what that purpose is. It's in discovering who I really am and embracing that. And when you discover who you are, your purpose will come alive and you will be a blessing to others. Today's passage offers a very clear truth about how we find ourselves. We can only find ourselves after we wrestle and struggle with whatever is blocking the way to our true identity. Most of the time, these things are our greatest deep down fears and our apathy. There really is no other way than to struggle. I'm sorry to say, there's no easy answer. Jacob's greatest obstacle was his life of calculating and running away. You know, he had spent his whole life just running away and living with calculation. It was that calculating mind that led him to run away in the first place. He stole Esau's blessing. That was his brother. He he deceived his father to get the blessing. And Esau wanted to kill him, so he had to run away. And out, uh, when he ran away, he spent many years with his uncle Laban. And he struggled so much because he kind of met his match in a calculator. Laban was very crafty too, so it was back and forth, back and forth. But, but God had promised Jacob that you will return to this land. And this is where I will bless you and your descendants. So in a way, Jacob knew he had to go back. He had run away for so many years, but at the end, he just 
realized he had to go back. But to go back, he had to confront and wrestle with the greatest fear he had, which was confronting his brother Esau. There's no more escape. He tried to appease Esau, right? He sent all these caravans ahead of him uh, and messengers saying, this is for you, Esau. But what Esau's response was, he's coming with 400 of his men, like an army basically. So he was deathly afraid. So he was all alone uh, after sending everyone. And there's no, no place left to go. He had to confront, wrestle, and struggle with this fear. There's no more room for calculation. Only struggle. But struggle he did. And he prevailed. Even after having his hip socket out of joint. In this struggle. And this, with his greatest fear, he found himself. And not only that, through this struggle is where he met God. I mean, our human beings by nature, our nature is to avoid struggle, right? I mean, we just, it's tough and challenging. And I think in our context, this avoidance of struggle is really greatly aided actually by powerful companies who profit from our attention, right? Mindless hours on our devices and our entertainment take our hearts and our minds away from struggling with our deepest fears and our apathy. There's always something to push aside this struggle. So I think one of our biggest struggles today is against the tendency to avoid struggle in the first place. You know, people like Young Sun Lee and John Lewis, they struggled their whole lives. And their struggles defined who they were. In their struggles, they found freedom and discovered who they really were. To be human is to have deep fears. We wouldn't be human otherwise. But to be fully human is to struggle and overcome these fears and in that struggle find who we really are. Reverend Paulette sent me a text last night about Emancipation Day. Many people of Caribbean descent celebrate this day when slaves across the islands were emancipated. And yeah, she first sent me this picture. And she described it like this. In Jamaica, there is an emancipation park. They commissioned an artist to do a work of art. The outcome of a black woman facing a black man naked. And the upper class people literally died, so she said. But then she went on to say, today we remember our ancestors, enslaved and freed who did not passively accept plantation slavery. Consistent resistance, activisms, rebellions, and strategic interventions. They forced the British colonial government to pass the act for the emancipation of enslaved Africans. Emerging from a common system of white oppression, this black woman and black man face each other in Emancipation Park, Jamaica. Symbolically stripped of the stuff of the past, they face each other, no whip, no white presence, sheer blackness. Forging a future of hope and justice together is our challenge and hope. Happy Emancipation Day. Thank you, Sister Paulette, for sharing those beautiful words and allowing me to share that. 
I mean, I'm thankful for those slaves that fought and struggled. And because through that struggle and their eventual freedom, we, many of us in Canada are blessed by their presence among us. You see, struggle leads to finding who you are. And that blessing will bless others. The enslaved Africans of Caribbean descent or of the Caribbean had to wrestle with their fears and their misery. They had to wrestle against passively accepting their lot in life. And like Jacob, they wrestled. When they did, they discovered who they were. Beautiful black people made in the image of God. And from that identity came their conviction and courage to fight the unjust system of slavery and oppression. Their new identity inspired countless others to embrace their identity and keep fighting for freedom. They found their blessing and that blessing became a blessing for other people. Everyone who has found their blessing and became a blessing from people has gone through such struggle. There's no way around it. Our Lord Jesus struggled in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed three times that the cup of death would pass away from him. Yet each time, he could only conclude, yet not my will, but your will be done. In this struggle with his greatest fear, he found his true identity as the Son of God. That identity as a Son of God has become the greatest blessing for us those who are worshiping today. Because of the blessing of Jesus' identity, we can find hope in our fears. Because of this blessing, strangers can come together and worship together in a spirit of oneness with love and mutuality. Because of the blessing of Jesus, we have a new message that our greatest fear is actually the place of transformation into our identity and blessing. God wants to bless all of us. And this blessing is not merely in material wealth or well-being. This blessing is in our identity of knowing who we are. And when we've received that blessing, we will be a blessing to the world and those around us. Let us struggle against our fears and against our apathy. Let us not run away or give up. Like Jacob, let us keep struggling and prevail. And God will indeed bless us when we discover that true identity. May God's spirit bless your lives and make it rich and wonderful.